This call is being recorded. Thank you, team, for jumping on the call this morning. I appreciate it more than you know. Um, my professional purpose, as you know, is to help you, the broker, optimize your productivity and help you become the best version of yourself. Why? Because happy brokers, they just sell more real estate. And I do that by helping you handle challenges and opportunities that you face every single day. Now, if you can effectively manage certain situations that arise on a daily basis in your business, you'll be more productive and live a life that is the best version of you. And I promise to—I promise not to tell you what to do, but rather just give you ideas that you can choose from to implement for yourself. Um, before I go a little bit further, I just—I, you know, I want to point out too. Um, I realize. Um, what this year has been in terms of, you know, challenges in terms of your time. I've heard it a lot here at, you know, Level Up, uh, West Coast Level Up that I'm at right now where, you know, you guys are tired. A lot of you have been working incredibly hard. And what I'm going to go in today is going to, for some of you, feel like more work, right? When you plan, you've got to put time aside to do that. Um, But I will tell you, and I hope to prove to you, that planning actually over the long haul saves you time, right? Um, and I want to prove to you that the people that are the most stressed are the ones that are the ones that don't do the planning, right? So today, as part of my championships are won in the fourth quarter, I want to take you into my personal Q4 planning session for the first time. I, I don't know that I'm really fully taking you down this path. I, I know we've talked about planning. But I'm in the midst of, you know, a multi-session, um, you know, planning for for not just uh, 2022, but putting the final touches on my cute, on my three-year vision, and really looking at what I want to do in in subsequent quarters in 2022, um, while I continue to execute on, um, you know, my Q4, my Q4 goal. Now, I've changed this over the years, but for the most part, I followed some key areas where I intentionally put effort towards this planning process. Now, as a reminder, I do work off of the 12-week year strategy process, which includes a three-year vision and quarterly initiatives to support that vision over 12 quarters, right? 12 quarters equals three years. What makes my Q4 planning session different than other quarters is that in addition to planning my 3YB, which is a three-year vision, and reviewing my quarterly progress towards my 12-week year, which is that quarter I'm in right now, I also dive into other key important areas. And before I go into my 10-step process that I'm going to lay out for you today, we should review why we plan. Now, everyone's desire is to create flow, right? That feeling that everything is under control and that you're moving in the right direction with intention right? With intention. Maybe my word of 2021, intention. If you're taking the time to listen to to me today, I have no doubt that you are pursuing ways that you can live the way you want to live and become the person that you want to become. Now, to do that, you have to take time to meet with yourself, right? The most important important meetings that you have are going to be with yourself, right? You know, you're, you, you know, 
there's going to be no issue with going and grabbing coffee with a friend or a client. And you're going to take an hour to do that and get caught up and all that. But are you doing that with yourself? Are you checking in? And uh, that's what this call is going to be about. You know, and that's where this ideal planning session plays a big role in my life. It's imperative for me that I schedule ample time away from distraction to review where I'm at, fine tune my vision for where I want to go and create the next steps for how I'm going to get there. So everything I want I'm talking about today is is part of my game plan. It's what I do. Okay. So we're gonna go through these 10 steps. And um Again, I want to reiterate that I'm not trying to add more to your plate. I'm just saying by going through this process, you will save significant amount of time, stress, frustration down the road, right? And um, I want to, again, try to prove that to you today. Now, step one is pick the right location. Now, it's super important that you identify a space that is quiet, um, you know, without distractions, that's also that also keeps you inspired, right? And for me, honestly, it's my dining room table during the early morning hours. Um, I love these fall weekend days, right? My, my annual planning does not happen during the week. It happens on Saturday or Sunday mornings in my dining room. And um, for me, this planning phase takes about eight to 10 hours um, over the course of, you know, eight weeks or so. All right. So I take it kind of in chunks, um, sometimes less, you know, I put here like a month, but in some cases it takes a little bit longer. Now, step two is I'm going to review my three-year vision. It's important to have that, you know, that intermediate goal, that longer goal out there that you can keep your eye on. Right. I think sometimes we overestimate what we can do in, you know, one year or one quarter, and we underestimate what we can do in three years. So it's good to have that three-year vision right out of the 12-week year playbook, right? Um, and I've spent, honestly, 2021, I went into 2021 uh, with the goal of crafting my three-year vision, right? Really, it was, I didn't really call it that at the beginning of the year because I hadn't read the 12-week year until about May. But I went in going, what's what is this, the remainder of my career going to look like, right? I'm in my, you know, the seventh inning of a nine-year career and really was at a point where it was kind of in an intermission between today and 08 and then what looks to be like the remainder of my career. So I really took 2021 to take on some pretty big goals. And, and one of those was crafting, you know, my vision. And so um, I am, creating a three-year vision cycle that starts on January 1st of 2022 and will go through um, the, uh, December 31 of 2024. And in that vision, I have personal goals, I've got family goals, I've got financial goals and broader goals for my broke for our brokerage and my side hustle coaching business, right? So all of that, these, these goals are laid out on a foam board, similar to a vision board, but my goals are in are in writing, not in pictures. I don't know when I read them, it, I, I, the written word is actually more meaningful to me than, than actual photos. So I switched over to a, call it a, it's, it is still a vision board, but it's written. All my goals are written. Got some quotes on there that I like. Um, and my, like I said, my mind responds better to written word. Now I review this, um, this, 
vision board every single morning over my first cup of coffee um, while my mind is still kind of in this alpha wave state. And on my goal board, right in the middle is my current quarter initiative with details on what I need to accomplish this quarter, Q4 of 2021. Okay. And um, now during my Q4 ideal planning session, which again is a phrase for um, this, you know, month plus long period of time where I'm going to go through these steps is I review my vision and I make sure that I'm in alignment with all areas. And if not, I make changes as needed. <clears throat> so I give myself a couple hours for this session. Once completed, I can move on to my next step in the planning process. So this piece is done for me. Um, now, again, if you got to change your three-year vision because, you know, you've had some awareness about something else that is important to you, change it. That's fine. Tweak it. Don't, you know, once you put it down, doesn't mean it's written in stone, right? Like change it if needed. So for you that have not done the three-year vision, I invite you to join me on this January 1 of 2022 through all of 2024, 12 quarters in there. Um, but get it on, get that three-year vision, you know, in writing on a phone board that you can review. Okay. Step number three, which I started over the weekend, review my annual budget. Now, what I do is using Quicken, which is my financial software of choice, I build out all of my fixed expenses and projected income for the next 12 months for the upcoming year. So in a financial software like Quicken, I can go in and predate all of, you know, all of my expenses. And I go through and I, you know, I basically review 2021. I put in all of my expenses and, uh, and this gives me a chance to to look at those expenses and projected income. Um, it's the equivalent of building out a pro forma or an annual budget if you run, you know, if you uh, run a traditional business. You can't go into the year if you run a traditional business without a plan, right? That is called a hobby. You don't have a business; you have a hobby if you don't plan out what your projected income is going to be and what your, you know, what your expenses are going to be. Um, and I, like I said, I go back and I review previous year, years and I, I can get kind of an estimate of expenses. Um, this session will also prompt me to find areas that I can cut personal and business expenses and create action steps coming out of this session. Now, I did this over the weekend. It took me a better part of Saturday morning, three to four hours um, to complete. But if you've never set up financial software, you're going to 2x this. Right. Um, and but I highly recommend that you do this. This is an important part of your business, important part of your personal life where you create a budget and you operate to it. Now, after this budget projection is created, I move on to review my rev revenue drivers. Right. Now, this is going to be different for me than it's going to be for you. Um, so I'm going to go into what you might do, not so much what I would do as a revenue driver, but you're going to want to ask yourself, where does my business come from? Where, you know, my revenue drivers are, like I said, are different than most of you because you, you're, you guys are um, full-time brokerage. But for you, you should use the Barbara Corcoran method, which I teach in my Take Flight. I'm going to go into this a little bit today. But you want to identify, using your Barbara Corcoran method, the top three lead generation strategies for your business, okay? And what that basically means, what Barbara Corcoran, as you know, um, Shark Tank um, had the Corcoran 
realty group and brokers would come to her and, and say, Jim, oh my gosh, I need to, I need to create more business. What do I do? And she would say, go back to your last 25 deals and go to the point of origination, go to the point of origination and find out where that business came from. What does that mean? If you got a referral, right, that's not the point of origination. You got to go to where you met the person that made the referral, like the seed of the referral tree, right? And from there, you want to go and identify these 25 deals, where that business came from. Did it come from open houses? Did it come from online leads? Did it come from, you know, referrals within the Sotheby's International Realty brand? Did it come from your sphere of influence? Did it come from, you know, social media? And once you go through that, it's going to become very obvious to you what your top three are. And then from there, you put all your time, effort into those three areas. It's called my three rocks of marketing. Again, something, something that, I'm gonna, that I teach and take flight. You guys are probably asking me, if you've not taken it, when, am I, when can I take it? Well, for those of you at Jamison Sotheby's, I'll be teaching it probably in Q1 because I, I have to do it in person. It's got to be you know, a class that I teach in person. But anyway, revenue drivers, identify your three rocks of marketing. And from there, um, focus on when you do your planning, focus on those three areas. Um, more on that, more on that as we, as we roll through, uh, uh, as we roll through the fall. Now, if you're curious about the take flight course, I did do it, um, last fall at this time as part of my Monday morning pep talks, you can go back on my website, check it out, askjimmiller.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. Number step five, prune your database and your top 100, right? Same thing. Top 100. During this step, you'll want to review your top 100 and make sure they are all categorized properly. Add clients if needed that you forgot, subtract others that no longer apply, right? You want to go into this new year or next year's quarter with a fully optimized top 100. This step will also include your warm list and hot list of prospects, right? Like who am I working with? What are my warm, what, what are, what's my warm list? What's my hot list? This is a ninja selling term those of you who are wondering go in and review your prospects now remember when it comes to a database the best database is the database you're going to use let me say that again the best database is the database you are going to use and uh, sometimes it's a simple spreadsheet honestly some of the best people i know that do uh, are the most effective at database and relationship management have a google doc or a spreadsheet why? Because their mind is wrapped around it. You know, database is there to remind you to stay in touch with a client, not do the work for you. I know that that's a big thing, right? Everybody wants to plug and play, um, but your clients want to hear from you. So it's um, important that you, your, you know, your database, your top 100 is fully optimized. By the fifth year in the business, you should have 100 people, 20 a year. Okay. Um, give yourself a morning, you know, one to two hours to really go through and audit this. I used to do it on a weekly basis on Sunday afternoons when I'd get out of my open houses. And that's where I kind of play chess with my database, move people around, cut people off, um, and, uh, or add whatever. So anyway, step six, identify high, high impact areas. Now, once you complete steps one through four, um, areas of high impact will present themselves. Okay. 
these newfound areas of awareness will help you build out future quarterly initiative, initiatives. What do I mean by that? I'll tell you what I mean. You come out of that and you're like, man, I, I have been putting off this database for too long. I have, I know that I need to do financial software. I know I need to plan. I know I'm spending too much money. Um, I know I need to identify lead gen strategies. You're going to come out of that and go, man, I, I've got to, you know, identify those areas and I got to, I got to commit one quarter to this low hanging fruit, right? These high impact areas. And that's step number seven, select your 12 week quarterly goals. So as you're sitting here in, um, you know, Q4 and you're looking at, okay, what do I, what am I going to do next year? You start saying like, these are the areas that I know I need to hit. Do not hit them all at one time to develop a, a database strategy is going to take an entire quarter. Okay knock that out and then stack on top of it the following quarter um, another strategy a lead gen strategy i think we we get really nervous about just like getting it all done at one time but normally if you do that you're not going to be effective you're not going to do it well um, so just take one area knock it out of the park stack another strategy on top of it and then really look and say at the end of next year i'm going to be so much further ahead than i am now because i will have committed a quarter to these these strategies. So step six really is after going through all this, look at uh, these high impact areas that you can, can work on. Now, step seven, again, step seven, we just talked about select those quarterly goals. Step, step eight, build out your annual calendar. Okay. Starting with your vacations, your weekends away. If you know that you're going to be out of town for, let's say a wedding or whatever it might be at some point during the year, Build out your calendar. Um, my wife and I, she, when we get our school calendar, she goes through, puts all of it in, into our, our outlook, and we, that's part of our, our calendar strategy. We, we really communicate through our calendar. Um, so if you don't have an optimized calendar strategy where you're planning in advance, now why is this so important? Um, Listen, team, we're not doing this so we're, we can not enjoy the fruits of our labor, right? You've got to plan in four long weekends a year minimum, once a quarter, if not two a quarter, and then two nice longer vacations a year, okay? Your body needs it. And yes, rest is an important part of high performance. If you don't plan and budget for it, it most likely will not happen, right? Get to October, November, you're like, man, I didn't do anything this year. See all these people taking trips. And for those of, the, of you that do travel with intention, you come back ready to get back at it again, right? Um, you feel, you gives your, gives your business a why. This is why I work. How many times have you said that? This is why I work so hard so I can have this time, okay? Rest is an important part of high performance. Step, step nine, identify the resources that you're gonna need for the following year, right? Is your technology up to date? You need to add software programs, database programs, whatever. Um, you know what I'm talking about. What resources are you weak on? What do you need to invest in? Um, do you need to add capacity to your business? 
um, which would be what I mean by, you know, adding a, an assistant or a, um, you know, what we call the transaction and marketing coordinator in our business, which is called a pod. Maybe it's a transaction quarter coordinator. Some of you around the country use TCs is a thing. Um, uh, maybe it is an assisting agent. If you're getting to the point where you need that 25 million or 25 transactions is the most, the most, the most, the most one person can do by themselves before the wheels start to come off. And you, I get that 911 call, right? Wheels have come off, Jim. What do I do? But when you plan, you're anticipating in advance what your needs are, right? I knew in the, I knew in the fall of 2012 that 2013 was going to be a huge breakout year for me. And I needed to add, on top of the assistant I already had, I needed to add a couple showing agents. And I did in advance with intention. When it's too late, it's too late because it takes 90 days to 120 days to get somebody up and going. Step 10, review daily and execute. Okay. So sometimes for me, you know, sometimes the planning part is the easy part, right? Like I enjoy it actually. I love to sit and marinate in my businesses and what I want to do. For me, it's a, a way of kind of almost like self, you know, review. I don't know. I, I think a big part of why I've been able to do what I've done is because I do take that time. Um, it's the daily focus and execution that becomes the hurdle, right? Uh, and this is where most people struggle and, and, and it doesn't allow them to get to where they want to go because they just don't execute on a daily basis or review their goals. I don't want you to do all this planning and then put it in the top drawer of your desk. And guess what? You pull it out next year and say, gosh, I did that. I spent all that time. And I didn't do any of that. Any of you on this call today feel that way where you do the planning and then you never follow through? Well, it takes a daily execution strategy to do that. This is where you program your RAS filter in the back of your brain. Okay. The RAS filter um, cuts out all of the, the noise on areas that you're not focused. And when you focus just on uh, certain areas in your business, um, that your RAS filter will help you um, uh, cut out the noise. It also is part of programming your subconscious, which is, I think I read um, 18 million times more powerful than the conscious mind. This is your operating system. And by reviewing this goal board every single day, and you're looking at that quarterly goal, you are programming your mind. All right, this is real, it's strategy, it's not woo-woo. Yes, program your mind. You wanna search Google quantum physics and, and you could go on for a lifetime on all the research that's been done on how the mind impacts your business but and your life. If you're not reviewing what it is you know, that you wanna create, in your life and become the person that you want to become, right? Those questions that we ask ourselves, how do I want to live? Who do I want to become? If you're not constantly reviewing that every single day, you will get left behind. Now, here's your bonus step. I want you to step back and congratulate yourself, okay? If you've made it this far through the planning phase, 
you've done what 99% of your competition have never done, nor will they ever do. I get the question. I've got it a lot here at, at to level up um, here in California this week. Jim, how do you manage what you manage, right? Um, 300 agents, 2.3 billion in sales. Um, got my side hustle coaching business. Um, I've got, uh, you know, I handle a lot of logistics at home. Uh, and how, how do you, how do you do it? Get that question. I plan and I review and I get up and I execute on a daily basis. And I don't say this to impress you, but to impress upon you that the approach of being the hare or the, the turtle, not the hare, right? Or the rabbit, the hare. If you're the turtle, right? You always get there quicker. Or actually you get there, period. And that has been the secret to my um, success over the years is that I, I just execute on what I say I'm going to execute on. So if you've made it this far, step back and congratulate yourself. This call has gone much longer than most because it's an important one. Uh, but team, I, again, I, I just want to make sure that you don't let the, this idea become overwhelming, right? Um, I went through a lot today and this, like I said, this process can be an enjoyable, satisfying, feels, feels good to have a strong handle on your life and business. And if you want flow, you have to create it. Say that again. If you want flow in your business and life, you have to create it. It just, it does not just happen to be intentional. Now, again, it is my purpose here to show you the way to get what you want. I've experimented with a lot of different ideas and concepts over the years on this exact topic. And I really feel like I've identified the most productive approach. Now, if you can take the time that I've laid out today to build out your vision and your subsequent quarters, you will save your so much. So, you will save yourself so much time, energy, stress, and frustration. And I can tell you for a fact that the people that that are the most unhappy are the ones that don't have a plan. I'll say that again. The people that are the most unhappy are the ones that don't have a plan, that have not created the boundaries, that have not created their lead gen strategies, that have not updated their database, that have that don't operate on a budget, that don't do all these things. They're sitting there going, what, what comes next, right? Well, when you have a plan, you know what comes next, right? It's right there in front of you. You created it. You're executing on it. If you don't have a plan, guess what? You wake up in the middle of the night going, oh my gosh, nobody's called me. I don't have it. My pipeline's not that full. You plan out your year, you realize that executing to a plan is the way to go. So again, those are the most unhappy are the ones that don't have a plan. Team, thank you so much for listening in with me today. This was the longest call I've done in a long time, um, but I hopefully you'll enjoy it. Um, re-listening to it. I think it's a good one to re-listen to on the podcast. Um, so thank you for jumping on and um, have a great week. Talk to you next Monday. Bye.